I'm a handshake tater. I'm a spud with a plate. I'm a miracle skater day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up with golf. I'm doing the best I can. The drum tater. Good morning, my fellow Trump taters. This is Jamie Renda on the Trump Tater Podcast. Excited to be here today. Just, uh, you know, the, I, I can't remember what day it was, Monday or Friday, one of the days I had all this downer news. And and I said, next week, we're going to go positive news. Well, it's taken me a few days to kind of get there, but uh, there's a lot of incredible news out there today. So I'm excited. First thing I want to uh, touch back on what uh, I was talking about yesterday in Michigan in Wayne County, these uh, there's two Republicans and two Democrats on this um, on this board to to verify the votes. And uh, initially, they were at a, a standstill. The two Republicans are voting not to confirm the results. Two Democrats to vote to confirm it. And the reason is, is because out of multiple different precincts, like a lot of the precincts, there was more voters than there was population of voters. And, uh, and there's a ton of uh, ton of issues uh, within these precincts, irregularities that uh, really raised a lot of red flags. So anyway, before the evening was over, all of a sudden, these two Republicans voted for it. And uh, before they actually voted for it, it had already been made known to the public that uh, they had been doxxed. Their children's school had been doxxed. Their employment had been doxxed. And when I say doxxed, it means people intentionally put their information out there so that they would be harassed and uh, possibly their lives threatened and their kids harassed, their spouse harassed, uh, employment uh, up in the air. And so all of a sudden in the dark of the night, and when I say dark, I mean dark because the Zoom meeting that they were on all of a sudden went dark. You can no longer see the public Zoom meeting. And um, so these things happen really in the dark when the two Republican, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word that they're called, um, uh, verified or agreed to uh, verify the vote. Well, the next day, comes around yesterday and they rescind that clear uh, that verification and uh in, in in the rescinding they basically said they were threatened they were bullied and uh so i'm just uh, kudos these are my trump taters of the day people who are out there standing up for what's right even though it's going to put them and their families in jeopardy and possibly even their lives on the line but uh if we don't start somewhere, um, we're going to lose our we're going to lose our country. We're going to lose our freedoms. And um, so anyway, all, all of our prayers need to go out to these two um, vote. Um, oh man, I got to find the right word here. Do you know the right word I'm looking for, uh, Brian? Just yeah, election election supervisors, people that. Uh, Verify the vote. I will anyway, but please keep them in, them and your fam and their families in your prayers. Uh, this is no small act of uh, courageousness. This is a big act of courageousness on their parts, and uh, and so they just need to be um, kept in our thoughts and prayers, and we need to support them, and perhaps even. You know, maybe somebody ought to set up a GoFundMe account for the the families. They're probably going to need to get another place of residence for a while or something to protect them because um, they will be starting to be harassed publicly and and people probably going to their place of residence. So anyway, we need to keep them in mind as we move forward on this. And that's just one of many, many developments uh, that are taking place right now. Um. So at 12 o'clock today, Eastern time, um, I believe it's Eastern time. So that's going to be uh, two o'clock uh, Utah time. Uh, the president has announced that there's going to be a press conference. And uh, anyway, I just, I'm excited. <laughs> I was a little bit hesitant. I thought, man, you know, uh, when you have Chris Christie and some others that were presidential advisors starting to kind of, um, 
pull back on the president, you think, okay, is there something that they really have there? Is there enough that we can really overturn this election? I shouldn't say even overturn it because technically it hasn't been turned to be overturned because Joe Biden has not been this, uh, the votes have not been verified. And so he technically is not president elect and, uh, and president Donald J. Trump has not, uh, conceded. So it's not a matter of overturn. It's just a matter of letting the process work out. But Sidney Powell yesterday, uh, Basically, and I, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I mean, it just kind of seared in my mind here. She said Joe Biden would be better off if he just conceded the election today than wait to find out what's coming his way. Because with this voter fraud, if we proceed forward with it, he and Kamala and all of them will be in jail for the rest of their lives. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty uh, audacious of her to make that type of statement. But I think she's got, you know, she's very clear that she never put something out there that she can't back up and uh, more and more. And then you see these pieces, the puzzle, they're starting to fall into place. Um, What was it last week when he fired? um, Oh man, there's so many things going on right now. Uh, Hey, Brian, help me out here. Um, Who's over the military that got fired last week? Um, Yeah. The joint anyway, he he was the first one to get fired, just boom. And and then we saw the uh, uh, director of uh, National Homeland Security that was over the elections get fired. And uh, so, you know, you think, you know, hey, he's just cleaning house because he's ticked off at him. But it was more than that. Um, what happened is that these servers and we heard rumor of it and it's kind of going through the internet that these servers were picked up in Germany. And you think first, why are servers tabulating American uh, votes in Germany in the first place? And uh, so that's the big question. But as it turns out, because they were in Germany, the reason he fired the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I believe that that's right. And I, my, it just left my, my mind on what his name is. Um, but they fired him first because he could have um, intervened in using, we had to work something out with Germany to be able to get these servers. And because it was inter- international um, policies that, you know, he could have, he could have interjected and said the military wasn't going to be involved in that. So anyway, we do have these servers that basically have now, from what I understand in here, have um, show where the real, algorithms are at and how many votes that they did uh, siphon off the top from Trump and, uh, and gave to Biden. And there's a lot of people coming forward. It's not just the servers themselves, but it's the software that went into those servers. And so there's multiple different. Uh, so the companies to be looking out for is Dominion, uh, Sittel, uh, SGO, Smartmatic, and Clarity. And so those are the four different companies, Dominion being the uh, voting hardware and these others being the software uh, that were used and not just the Dominion uh, tabulation for voting machines, but it was also this software was used in other uh, voting machines as well. So anyway, a lot coming, but uh, it's exciting because um, I think there's real hope. (laughs) Now, the question is... um, are we going to be, and I, I don't know, it sounds like it's going to be persuasive enough that most Americans will jump on board when they see exactly how criminal um, the fraud is. Uh, and especially when they see things like that is going on in Michigan where these um, vote verification verifiers are being harassed and their families doxxed. And uh, so anyway, just before we get off on this, because uh, another rumor that's kind of been going through the internet right now is that Ukraine uh, just listed Joe Biden for uh, on a criminal as a criminal suspect. And so I've seen that now for about a week and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. This could be one of those fake news things on the conservative side. But uh, anyway, it looks like it's been verified that, uh, He's been part of this criminal investigation, but it was named as an unnamed American source or unnamed American uh, person earlier in the year. But it has been verified that unnamed American is Joe Biden, that criminal actions are going to go against in the country of Ukraine. 
So anyway, the pieces, the dominoes are starting to fall and uh, we have plenty of time. We have just, you know, it's been two weeks, two weeks and two days since the election. We still have almost a month before we have to verify this election. So there's, I don't know, even though a month doesn't sound like that long to get this type of conspiracy I shouldn't say in the conspiracy that this type of information out there. Uh, I think we're going to be able to do it in a month. So anyway, when we get back in the Trump data, we're going to continue with the incredible news that we have out there. A lot of reason to have hope today, Americans. So let's make sure we're Trump taters and we'll be back on the Trump Tater in just a minute. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 406 0046. 800 406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. Again, it's a fantastic Thursday. Looking forward to this uh, press conference this afternoon with our president and Sidney Powell. And there's multiple other attorneys in on helping um, this incredible fight to protect our democracy, to protect our country. Um, and then I look and I'm thinking, why? Is Judicial Watch? Why is Sidney Powell? Why is Rudy Judy Onley having to do the work of the FBI and the CIA? Why are they having to do this? It just goes to show, and I hate to say this because it really just puts a total um, 
lack of confidence in our government institutions. But at this rate I was talking about over in Germany, from what I understand, the CIA was not part of it. And uh, they left them out because the CIA, I think, is corrupt in this as well. I'm trying to think, is it Haskell uh, that is the current director of the CIA that took Brennan's place? And uh, I think that's her name. Uh, anyway, it sounds like Sydney Powell the other day issued a statement on this that she does not understand why she has not been fired yet. Um, at Gina Haskell, I believe. Is that, is that right, Brian? Do you know? Okay. Anyway, Gina Haskell, I believe is her name, the director of the CIA that, that took over. And, and um, I think, I don't think she's a friend to the president and uh, it, it just makes me wonder how deep does this go? Because, <laughs> because it, it just looks like, you know, the layers, you know, are just continuing being pulled back just to realize that it goes one layer deeper, one layer deeper. You know, first, you know, with the FBI, we think, oh, call me gone rogue with a few other Lisa Page and and uh, I'll start guy, Peter Stark, whatever his name is. And uh, you think maybe there's just a you know, few top at the at the top that are rogue and and are going off on this um, political coup against our president and that did not follow FBI pro, uh, protocols. Um, again, I mean, he's just a total mockery of the organization. When he testifies under oath, all of a sudden he can't remember anything. He doesn't recall. I mean, it sounded like a Hillary Clinton testimony all over again. Uh, Comey is just one of the most egotistical, self-righteous, arrogant people that feels like he is the definition of an elite that he knows better. So because he knows better, he's going to help us mindless Americans who don't know what we're doing to, to make sure that uh, the election turns out the way it should. But it just makes you wonder how how deep this goes. Same with Andrew McCabe, uh, his testimony again this last week, um, former director of the FBI after uh, uh, Comey was let go. Uh, same thing with him. And, and now the, I'm, I'm trying to think of who ended up with that position that stayed in there. Um uh, and he, he stayed in there through the term until uh, Christopher Ray was put in. Oh, was it Chris? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That, I'm, I'm talking Department of Justice. This guy in the Department of Justice that took over after. Um, oh, man, my brain is just going on me today. The former senator of Georgia. What's his name that was over um, Department of Justice, Brian? He, he got to know this one. Oh, come on. <laughs> he was one of Trump's first supporters and he was made. Um, talk on it. OK, I'll come back to this because it's not overly that important. Other than we have not heard anything out of him in a long time. Uh, last week, I was heard that Hor Horowitz's report was kind of put on hold, but it was made very clear yesterday that it's going uh, forward very strongly. Uh, people wanted to know why Bill Barr has been so quiet. Well, he's been working hard behind the doors on this election uh, fraud, and uh, he's the one that basically got all the paperwork and documentation together to get these servers out of Germany. So anyway, there's a lot of reason to to hold out hope that maybe justice is going to come to our corrupt career government employees that feel like they know better and uh, have taken over our freedoms and our our democracy. And uh, so anyway, a lot of a lot of good things out there uh, to talk about. One of the things that uh, I was going to talk about, there's an article in our local news, and I'm sure this came from an AP because a lot of Channel 2 news comes from Associated Press material about how a lot of Republicans, even though they're not vocally uh, saying they're not supporting President Trump's continued effort to fight this election privately that they're doing so. And I thought back, man, we have a bunch of freaking cowards in the Republican Party, uh, not just in the last four years, but forever. <laughs> I mean, there's like a handful of Republicans that uh, that will speak out. I mean, we have Jim Jordan, we have Ted Cruz, we have... Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, there, there, there's a few more than that out there, but just a handful. And unfortunately, Mike Lee is another one right now that has kind of been fighting a little harder, which I'm grateful being from Utah because 
our other counterpart, Mitt Romney, is uh, the biggest coward. I don't even think Mitt Romney's a coward, actually. I think he's just that corrupt. Um, and so, therefore, is is more than willing to uh, tell Donald Trump he should stop this um, contesting of the election and just embrace it because I believe he was truly part of um, this corruption <clears throat> that led to a lot of the fraud. Uh, one, either we have to, and I'm bouncing all over the place because there's so many things in my mind right now that I'm trying to connect the dots on. That Mitt Romney, if you listen to him earlier in the year, along with our future governor of Utah, Spencer Cox, were so quickly to state that we there's nothing to fear about mail-in elections. Now, Utah has been doing mail-in elections successfully for a number of years. Not that they're perfect, but they've worked, worked at a lot of the bugs and a lot of the kinks, and there's a lot of um, check and balances to it. However, there are some counties that use this Dominion software and voting machines that we should keep our eye on and, uh, and, and do a little bit more due diligence on if they're also being impacted. But the reason I'm saying this is because there's five states out of 50, five states out of 50 that actually had some type of system for mail-in balloting. And the other 45 did not. So we're talking very last minute implementing a mail-out balloting system um, for 45 of the 50 states ripe for fraudulent votes, ripe for all kinds of problems. And yet Mitt Romney either corrupted, being just full of corruption or just extremely naive. And I'm not sure which one, but I'm, I'm going to go with the corruption at this point because there's all, all, almost a limit to the excuse of naivety that you can give to Mitt Romney. Him and Spencer Cox came out, part of national news, to back the validity of a national mail-out voting system for this election. So, again, um, just no excuse for Mitt Romney to not understand that when you have 45 out of 50 states that have never done a massive mail-out voting, that there are there's a ton of room for a lot of problems to impact our democracy and for fraudulent um, practices to to be part of that. So, anyway, <clears throat> call Mitt Romney if you're part of if you live here in Utah, and uh, ask him why he supported and pushed for this mail out voting. Was he aware of what was going on? Was he aware of the fraud that was going to take place, or was he truly just that naive? If he's that naive, we don't want him as our senator. If he doesn't, if he's not astute enough to understand the complications that were going to arise from this. So anyway, we'll be back. Oh, I got told we have 30 more seconds. So please, please share with your friends fed by ravensmedia.com uh, to not just listen to the Trump Tater podcast, but listen to all the different podcasts on this new network. Um, share, you know, the podcast with your friends, uh, Email them out. And again, follow us on our Facebook, uh, Trump Tater, and check out our website at trumptater.com. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. With a Reuters poll this week showing over 37 million American voters reject the 2020 election as filled with fraud and irregularities, transparency in recount states would be the priority. It is not, as election officials in Georgia and Michigan will not show observer signatures or ballot certifications, among other complaints. Two Michigan Republicans who reversed course and voted to certify the election results in the state's most populous county Tuesday now say they were pressured to certify the election and want to reset.
send their votes. Wayne County Board of Canvassers Chairwoman Monica Palmer and William Hartman filed affidavits Wednesday night saying they had been threatened and claimed Democrats on the board reneged on their promise to seek an audit of votes from Detroit. They say over 70% of mail-in ballots have irregularities that Michigan election officials are trying to hide. Jonathan Kinloch, the board's vice chairman and a Democrat, says it's too late for Palmer and Hartman to resend their votes. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. policy points and availability vary by state. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court said Wednesday it will take up an appeal by President Trump's campaign challenging thousands of mail-in votes cast in Philadelphia that were missing information on return envelopes. Operation Warp Speed COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna could be ready for distribution within weeks. U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar tells CNBC the defeat of COVID-19 started last January. Ten months later, after we've supported the R&D program, we stood up manufacturing, commercial-scale manufacturing of Moderna. Ten months later, we've got this incredible data, 90% plus effectiveness, relatively clean safety profile. Uh, It's just a historic day in public health. States and territories are preparing to begin distributing the vaccine within 24 hours of receiving FDA approval. With news that the FAA was clearing the Boeing 737's MAX to return to the skies, it prompted a positive reaction in Renton, Washington, where the plane is assembled. Renton City Council member Randy Corman said it's definitely a reason to celebrate. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Trump Cater Podcast. Just a little note, I was talking to Brian on the side there. Uh, the, uh, the, sh- the song I shared with y'all last week, The Pallets Full of Ballots. Again, I apologize for some of the inappropriate language in that, but that young man has taken that song viral. He even performed last week when um, at the Mega March a week ago Saturday and performed his song. And just a a shout out, December 12th uh, in Washington, D.C. is going to be another mega million march in which uh, he will be there performing his song. And guess who else will be there? The Trump Tater. We are taking our Trump Tater to D.C. A reminder to our audience out there of what a Trump Tater is. A Trump Tater is someone who outclasses, outshines and outperforms, defeats someone or something. That is our president. He is our top tater. He's our top Trump tater. It's also very dependable and exemplary person. So I just want to encourage all of our audience out there that we need to be Trump taters. We need to make sure we're standing above. I shouldn't say above because that sounds a little condescending, but uh, that we are not, uh, we're not going to go down to the levels of those that are out there. Um, using fascist tactics in order to suppress uh, free speech, that we're not going to be nasty. We're not going to be the name callers. We're not going to be the people who are intolerant of other people's speech, that we're going to share our ideas in such a way that we can persuade others uh, of the importance of where we are in our country and where we need to uh, move forward to. And uh, President Trump, every step of the way against all that he's been up against, I just don't think that there's anyone, anyone that I can think of that could have done what President Trump's doing. And when I say what, I mean, just against all of his opposition, against uh, forces of evil, uh, both domestically and foreign, uh, both within his party and without uh, intelligence communities, media, it's just absolutely incredible that he's been able to stand up and weather this storm the way he has and just come back fighting. And um, I'm just so glad he's not a quitter. And <laughs> so anyway, if he, if one day, I, maybe, you know, Brian, uh, 
towards the uh, after the third segment, let's play the full Trump Tater song. Do you have that on backup? You don't have the full Trump Tater song? Okay. I'm, I'm going to send him the full Trump Tater song for tomorrow on so we can listen to the whole song through. It's just a fun little song, but I think it describes our president because he's not an average quitter. He, uh, and he doesn't put up with guff. That's one of the, uh, and he, and he's doing the best he can. And that, then that is, that is the Trump tater song. And that's his message that he's out there fighting hard for us. He's fighting hard for his country that he loves so dearly. And, um, so I was talking to him just a, before we, uh, left that last break about the Republican cowards. And I got off on Mitt Romney because there's something about Mitt Romney that gets under my skin. And, um, but we just don't have, you know, the Democrats, man, they circle the wagon and they protect their own. Even when they don't believe in it, even when they know it's wrong, they protect their own. And Republicans, man, we're the first to just push somebody into the bus and say, good luck <laughs> and run away from them as fast as we can. We seldom stand up and fight for people with our own party, which is good and bad. It's it's good in the sense that. We're not going to stand up for someone that does not represent who we are and our character and uh, our values. And so if someone um, does something that we feel is inappropriate, we're going to say, hey, you're on your own on this one. But there's other times that we're so quick to do it that uh, we don't even let the uh, the information come out, that we don't even give a chance to find out, is this person guilty or not guilty? Is this person really uh, did this or didn't do it. And, and so we need to stick by our fellow uh, conservatives and Republicans and not to the point in which we stand by them when they've done something corrupt, but when we stand by them until we understand exactly what they're being accused of and if they're guilty of it. And uh, of course, if they're guilty and it's evident, then we let them, we let them fend for themselves. And, and we say that doesn't, that's not part of who we are. But President Trump, um, I mean, he got elected and we knowingly elected him, knowing he was not a perfect man, uh, that he had some flaws. And from my from everything I've seen, I have seen no valid accusations that President Trump has ever uh, sexually assaulted a woman. Um, So the things that that he was guilty of his human flaws were not being faithful to his spouses. And that's no minor issue. But if you look at almost any of our presidents over time or any men or women in that matter in today's world that are of significance leadership, um, they've had problems. And, uh, and so to say that we're going to judge a man, uh, and not hold him, you know, hold him to a different standard that our society as a whole is, I think is a little bit wrong. Uh, not not saying that we wouldn't like a virtuous man or woman uh, always in leadership positions, but that's just not reality all the time. So, and again, anyway, we we elect a Trump knowing he had some flaws, and uh, but since he's been in office, there's been no indication whatsoever that he has been unfaithful to his spouse, that he has been unfaithful to his country. And that he hasn't, that he's done anything except work and give his entire um, 100%, 200% every day that he's been in office for the American people and uh, and trying to fight for our liberties and our freedom and for jobs, uh, for fairness in America and allowing America to be that that shining uh, light on the hill. So speaking of being the shining light on the hill, uh, I found it interesting that the ambassador in Mexico thinking that Joe Biden's about to uh, come in and be president. Now, the president of Mexico, I think, has a lot more wisdom, and he is setting this back. But the ambassador of Mexico came out, and she was basically stating, hey, it's time for more immigration into the United States. And given this whole list of why it's good for America to allow all this additional immigration in on lowering our labor costs and everything else, and so that really caught my eye. I thought, I don't think most Americans want our labor costs to be lowered. I think we're enjoying the increased wages, uh, natural increased wages that have taken place in the Trump economy. That because we aren't allowing cheap labor to come in, it's actually making these corporations and uh, step up the pay on uh, what they're paying 
uh, their employees. And this is specifically in benefiting all Americans, but it's benefiting Latinos. It's benefiting black Americans. Uh, they're seeing their wages go up, not by mandatory um, minimum wage increase, but by the natural supply and demand of of what their value that they bring to the table is. And so I see this as a very positive thing. And so with the ambassador basically saying, you know, America has got to let all these new immigrants come in. And I'm not a, I'm not anti-immigration. I, I am very much pro-immigration if it's done legally. And it's something that benefits both the immigrant and our country. And uh, so anyway, another thing that came up yesterday was Joe Biden and being pushed by uh, Schumer and others in the very far left of the party on student loan forgiveness. And uh, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about how I feel about student loan forgiveness. I have a daughter right now in PA school and she is accumulating by the time she's through because PA schools, you can't work when you're in PA school. I mean, it's kind of medical school on steroids because it's pushed four years into two. And, uh, so she goes year round, taking 21 credits in five semesters in a year, five semesters in a year, 21 credits. That's almost like a bachelor's degree in one year. I mean, it's pretty intense. And uh, and then doing rotations, but it's over $120,000 just for tuition plus living expenses. So she's going to come out with a lot of student loan debt. Uh, now, she could have gone and joined the military. She could have done a lot of different things that could have paid for her to go to PA school, but she opted on going the route she's going and uh, she should not have her student loans forgiven. I mean, it's, it's going to be a heavy burden for her, but she's going to be making more money based on the fact that she made the sacrifice in her life. Now, I really believe because we've allowed student loans to take place, it's forced our tuition. I shouldn't say forced. It's allowed our universities to increase tuition and it's really skyrocketed. And so I am not for any student loan forgiveness, but what I am for is I do feel that student loans should be able to be declared on bankruptcy. And I think that will do two things. Uh, One, um, it will make student loans not quite as readily available unless you are an extremely outstanding student who shows that you're going to fulfill and and, uh, graduate in that specific degree. Um, so there's not quite enough time in this segment for me to finish talking about student loans. So we'll get back on that when we get back on the Trump, Trump tater. But it's just something we're going to have to talk about because this is going to be an issue that will continue to come up on do we forgive or do we not forgive student loans and uh, what we can do on this whole student loan fiasco that we've created and uh, and how much that's impacted our education system and our indoctrination of our, stu- our, our children that we send off to university. So we're going to be back on the Trump table in just a minute. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. 
and you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. I'm Jamie Renda. It's still missing my counterpart, Dallin Johnson, who I have not heard from this week, so I don't know how his surgery went, but we wish him well, and he's in our thoughts and prayers that everything is good with him and his family. So back on this student loan issue, uh, here's my issue with it, is that uh, we have created um, this university setting in which we've almost made it um, where you you're, you have, you feel obligated to send your kids to school or you're not a good parent or you feel obligated to go to university or you're not going to be able to be successful in life. We've also created all these worthless degrees that aren't necessarily applicable out in the real world that can contribute to society and benefit uh, a corporation or a business or help you start and launch a uh, your, your own small business. We've undermined our vocational professions, uh, like being an electrician, being a plumber, a uh, computer programmer that's not necessarily essential to go to a four-year university. A lot of these things can be learned hands-on as we're in internships or training. Um, there's a, a lot of different degrees on vocational level that uh, you skip out on some of what I would used to you go and get a liberal arts education it taught you how to think it it presented you with different readings uh that uh from various different perspectives that help you analyze those readings now instead of analyzing the readings as a student and giving your um being taught how to do the analytical thinking basically they're indoctrinated uh into the what to think and not how to think and so why as a parent would I want to spend money sending my children to university to have them taught what to think and not teaching them how to think? So there's a big difference there. So by allowing student loans to get out of hand the way they have, it's basically allowed uh, universities to continue to increase their tuition and, and not have to tighten their belt and actually run a um, – an efficient uh, educational program. And it's allowed them to give tenure to professors that should not be teaching our children, that should not be teaching our young adults and our um, up in our higher education, uh, even in master's and doctorate's degrees uh, that are, again, teaching them what to think, not necessarily how to think. So by allowing bankruptcy, student loans to be forgiven, or at least a portion of student loans, maybe 50% or 75% of student loans to be forgiven on a bankruptcy. If you find yourself out of school, unable to get a job, and uh, then in everything else, bankruptcy is a viable option in our country to give people second chances on economic starts when they've ran into bad luck. And But everything's being able to be forgiven except student loans. 
So I believe that that's going to do two things. It's going to make universities a lot more accountable and where they're not giving student loans to everyone for everything. It's like right now you can get so much in student loans, not just to help with tuition that is some kids go to school and they're not even working part time uh, in order to sustain themselves uh, and, Going to school shouldn't be, I mean, you know, where they're vacationing and playing in the summer versus getting a good, a good job that's going to help provide for and pay for part of the expenses when they go to school in the fall. So we've really uh, taken a lot of that off of our uh, young adults and have made uh, going to school just a, a continuation of high school, but on steroids with no accountability. And so I, I say this in the sense that I, I think it's going to be good for everyone. It's going to be good for um, the universities and not and they may not think it's going to be good for them, but I think it's going to be a great thing if we can allow student loans to be forgiven by bankruptcy. They're going to be perceived a, t- a lot different by everyone on every level. And uh, so, and I think they're going to have to rethink what degrees that they're offering students and they're going to have to be very applicable degrees because I think banks are going to be a lot more hesitant on lending uh, money for education if they don't think there's going to be a return on that investment or on that loan. So anyway, that's just my thought. They certainly shouldn't be forgiven because what about those students who worked hard to get uh, an academic scholarship, worked hard to get a, a an athletic scholarship, uh, worked hard during the summer, uh, to pay for their tuition, uh, join the military to serve their country, to have their tuition paid for, or decided to go vocational uh, so they didn't go into all the debt for a training, a job training. And so there's a lot of things that, that our young adults are doing that allow them not to go into this heavy debt uh, for, an, for an education. So by forgiving student loan education, it's basically a slap in the face by to all those who found other means and mechanisms in order to, um, in order to obtain that education. I mean, you already have grants. You already have a lot of scholarships that help people in, in need that may not have some resources that give them a hands up on at least being able to go to a junior college at that, you know, at tuition uh, that is affordable through a grant. And so I'm not saying that there are people that don't need a helping hand, but we already have that in place through uh, grants and through some tuition assistance and other means. The, the main area where student loans really are impact people it impacts lower economic uh, students as well, but those lower economic students do get grants and they would have to work um, just like anyone else to provide for some of the other uh, needs, uh, housing, you know, room and board. But it really impacts middle-class families because middle-class families fall into that category where they can't get a grant, but they don't necessarily have money to pay all the tuition for their uh, for their kids. So that's where the student loan uh fiasco or whatever you want to call it, enabling uh, tool really impacts his middle-class families and middle-class students. So again, I don't feel that uh, they should be forgiven of these loans. Um, I think they should be a lot harder to come by. And more more kids need to look at going to junior colleges for their first two years and then maybe transferring to a more expensive university to finish up their degree. There's a lot of different options there. So I just want to throw that out there that yes, we need to look and find some ways to, uh, to help our kids go to school and not go into this incredible student loan debt, but forgiving a, you know, a blanket forgiveness of student loan debt would be disastrous for our country. It would send a disastrous message and it's not forgiving of the debt. It's just spreading that debt to all the other Americans around us. And so let's be clear. It's not, it's not waving a magical wand and the debt is gone. Um, it just gets spread to all taxpayers, which makes it very unfair for others who we're able to find ways and means to go to school or to choose a vocational profession or just go into the workforce and build a career um, that did not require an education. So anyway, food for thought there. Let me uh, go on to see what we're going to talk about the last couple of minutes of this podcast. But anyway, just incredible, great news today that uh, 
that I see out there that we should be very excited about. So Trump, I just now saw <laughs> that Trump made a statement on these canvassers. That's what they're called, canvassers, canvassers in Michigan, and uh, that we should support. So I'm glad to see him out there saying that these two brave individuals need our support. So hopefully, again, a GoFundMe account or something. So keep your eye out for that on a GoFundMe account for these two canvassers in Michigan that have been so bravely stood up against all the opposition and hate going against them. Again, please donate if you if you there's you're sitting here going, how can I help? How can I help right now? Even if you've donated to the presidential campaigns and others, please donate to this cause to fight this corruption in the election. Please donate to the two Georgia senators um, that are up for a contested election in January. Find ways that you can help our country right now because writing letters to the editor, but be positive, be kind as you challenge people that disagree with you and uh, try to be well-versed in in what you're talking about. Um, Just don't be ignorant. Uh, Try to be positive and and try to present a positive message and that, that, uh, and just more than anything, just keep hope in your heart that uh, this is going to work out. And even if this by some chance doesn't work out, keep hope in your heart that we, the majority of Americans are great people and that we're going to find a way to move our country forward. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater tomorrow. Remember, follow us uh, on our website, trumptater.com. And we'll be uploading a lot more pictures of where our Trump Tater goes and the candidates and, and events he's been at. But remember, December 12th, we're going to take the Trump Tater to Washington, D.C. So uh, when you see the news on there, see if you see our Trump Tater out in Washington, D.C. on December 12th. If you want to go support this event, it's December 12th in Washington, D.C. Book your airline tickets and get your hotel reservations because they're going to fill up fast. But uh, anyway, I'm excited um, for tomorrow and being Friday. If, if Thursday brought this much positive news, hopefully tomorrow after this press conference at 12 o'clock Eastern time today, we're going to have a lot more exciting news to talk about. So we'll be back on the Trump Tater tomorrow. We'll be right back.